Blog Talk Radio. Once again, it's Blog Talk Radio, and welcome to P for P Real Talk with Desiree and F- Desiree and Fletcher, Desiree and Kayla. Oh, this is going to be an exciting one tonight, folks. I tell you. Well, here we go. Let's get the shenanigans on the road. This show is brought to you by P for P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. I hope you guys always like how we put emphasis on in the world because, yeah, it is number one in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, and that's chocolate ice cream, not snickerdoodle, then check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, which I tried to share with you earlier. And he is Kalen Patterson. And together we are P4P Real Talk. And even when we're apart, we're still P4P Real Talk because, hey, that's how we roll. This is our last show of November of 2017. So, yeah, don't get excited. It's not our last show altogether. But of November of 2017, wow, and say that again, Des. You got the wow emoji. <laughs> they got nervous. The wow emoji. Our last show, not of 2017, 2018. Oh my gosh, it's our last show of November. Let's just leave it at that, okay? Yeah. Um, of 2018, but you know what? December is around the corner. Saturday marks December 1st. We're headed into the last. 31 days of 2018, and that is just amazing to me. Maybe that's why I'm trying to regress into 2017 to slow the clock down because I cannot believe how we're already at the end of the year. It just rocks Hold my on. world. But we go. we got of the end of the year, um, we are going to have some recap shows coming up. We're going to be uh, jumping on the airwaves with our sister, Melinda Spencer, and yes. uh, on her Fit Talk show. So we have and we are going to recap her She's best up. shows of 2018. And then, of course, we will have the annual P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Top 10 Countdown of our top interviews for 2018 as well. So mm-hmm. all of those things are going to be coming your way here in the near future. And also, also, I've heard some scuttle. I don't know what the details are yet, but I've heard some scuttle that there might be some big announcements coming up for natural bodybuilding and that the 2019 could really, there should, there'll be a couple of things that can shake, that will be shaking it up. I'm not sure yeah. what they are yet, but we're working on Brian, lining Brian. up the guests. Are you already trying Yo, to let the cat out of the bag, Kalen? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is that, what, is that what's I'll going on? Well, no, I know no, do let us have, know. Okay, they have the OCB Viking. It's uh, three guys that are coming up with the show in uh, Minnesota. They're going to be doing, uh, they're going through the OCB. Brian Berkman is one of them, and uh, there's two other people that are, are trying to do, like, what they did with the Titans in Iowa. And I think it's going to turn mm-hmm. out well because people that are doing it have a good stabilizing format, a good foundation to come off of. Um, I, the more information to come, but this is definitely, they've already got the poster, and they've also set out the, the date. So they're not playing around. I, I think this is the same thing Jason Kyman did. 
when he came out, he had a lot of people in uh, Ryan Irwin and uh, oh, I'm having trouble with his name, but there were three people that were helping him support that, and it did a great. Uh, well, you know what happened with the with Titan, and it's still going strong. So hopefully, this will be another one that can do the same thing. I hope. My biggest issue is make, not having the schedule in conflict because you know it's hopefully it's distant enough from the other shows happening on that day where you can still get top-notch competitors and top-notch competition. All yes, right. Uh, well, that may or yes. may that may or may not be what was the one of the things supposed to uh, be shaking up 2019. So I guess I, I we're all going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait, but that's more. exciting news. Yes, it is. Yeah. And did you just say <laughs> yeah. that you know you have more? You have more stuff? No, 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 no. no You've been no, no. holding out on it? Oh, more. okay. I'm going to make sure that you are the one to bring that information forward. Well, I have to have yeah. the more first. I've just been I've yeah. just been I've only received a teaser myself that there's more to come. So we're working yeah. on that interview. So as soon as I have the more, you all are going to have the more. So just know that there is more <laughs> that's going to be coming, going to be coming. So I know, Kaylin, you want to talk I about. Go I got to go south in a sour note right quick because this information has uh, come out. Um, it's a sour note for uh, natural bodybuilding, but I know there's people that were uh. really and it's about that HCH gel. I mean, this thing just won't go away. People are really trying to push it, and it's got uh, the androgenic effects that are just not legal in natural bodybuilding in uh, any organization. And uh, there's two top names that are still putting it out there, and, you know, I have to speak against them, and these are people I know quite well. I've, I've helped them in the past uh, with their shows and basically their prep. And they just keep putting that information out there. And uh, it's just not going to work, guys. I'm sorry I got to go against you. But we can't have these failings because people aren't speaking up. Um, and uh, Daz has shared that on our Midwest Muscle page. I've uh, screenshotted and sent that to the people that directly uh, asked me about this. And I hope that the information gets out to the rest of them because this is just the crying shame to have natural athletes supporting something they know it might be a moneymaker for their pocket, but it's definitely not going to be helping the natural industry as a whole. Okay. No, it's not. And, and, you know, I wouldn't necessarily classify it as going against someone as it is as just standing up for what's the truth. And so if you would go to the uh, Midwest Muscle page, because I know a lot of you hang out in front of your laptops when you're listening to the show, and even if you're not in front of your laptop tonight, you can get there. Um, There was a post that was put up, oh, I don't know, Kayla, what, three weeks ago now, possibly? Um, Hold on, I'm trying to buy time while I get there. Actually, I don't have to buy too much time. So it was put out on November 14th, and the product is called Somaderm, and it is a gel. It's an HGH gel, and um, I've been approached by someone with this product. Kalen has been approached by someone in this product, and then, as he said, there are those that have been in the natural industry that are now um, backing this product. And from my own personal experience, you know, I went back and forth with the rep that 
was trying to introduce it to me. And even after I told him that I was a natural athlete and that I didn't think this product was going to work for me, his response basically was, well, <clears throat> this will never show up in a, um, a drug screening because of the yes. topical gel. Like that made it better. Oh, so exactly. I can use, if I use this, I won't get caught. So, no, he didn't say that, you know, as a natural athlete, it's perfectly okay because it's not a banned substance. His response to me was basically, well, since it's a topical application and it's in it, um, not going to, you know, live in your bloodstream, which is basically how it gets caught, um, you'll be okay. <clears throat> it doesn't live long enough in your bloodstream. I'm not sure. I don't have all of the correct science and ins and outs on this product. Well, it's all but, um, anyway, so it's, it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, so basically, so Davy J, who is with the BNBF, DFAC, he was, is very knowledgeable. He's got a, a private group out there where a lot of athletes trust his feedback and his input, and they run a lot of products past him, especially for the DFAC competitions to make sure that they are on the up and up. And here's what he had to say about that, about Somaderm or this product. And he says, Somatropin, which is HGH, is prohibited by all routes of application. So it doesn't matter if it's a gel. It's prohibited by all routes of application. So Somaderm is not suitable for natural athletes. So if you don't believe what Davy J has to say, then I guess I would go back to the water site, look up HGH in all of the, in all of the forms it's prohibited in, confirm that you can't it doesn't matter if you want to stick it in your ear rub it on your skin drink it sniff it if you could um shoot it with a needle it's pro it's prohibited it's prohibited so if you're a natural athlete even though you may not get caught and i guess i've just given you all the out if you if you really feel like you need to go that route and if you do, then you're no longer a natural athlete, so go compete somewhere else, really. But exactly. if you feel like you want to try it, and they've been told, I've been told that you're not going to get caught because it's not going to show up at a drug screening, if you're willing to take that chance with your natural status, then by all means, you know, go for it. But if you see that I'm competing in a show that you're competing in, please don't compete with me. Right. I'll write you out. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, okay. And that's all I have okay. to say about that. I won't like you or your mama. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and we've we've gotten, well, I shouldn't say we. Kaylin has pretty much taken the brunt of it. But Midwest Muscle has gotten backlash for posting that information out there. And yes. we have no reason not to post it. Go ahead, Kaylin. I mean, this is not a personal attack on yes. anybody. It's sharing information about a product and it's for the benefit of the whole natural community. So if HGH is prohibited in all its forms, then I think all athletes need to know that. Kalen? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, it, it hurts my heart that people would willingly cross that line, if not for themselves, for the ignorance of others. And that that's frightening that we have, uh, what would be considered good athletes back in the day, we basically just trying to shill out stuff for their own personal gain and pocket. And it's, uh, since it's people I know, it's, it's kind of another blow to the ignorance that they're playing on, but it's also a blow to the competitors that really seek to stay and remain natural athletes. 
and that's 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 just a shame, you know. When you think about everything that's happening and how we're trying to basically bring all of us together, and then you have someone willing to basically destroy a whole industry for the sake of uh, monetary gain. Yep. There you have it. So evidently this is still going around if you felt strongly enough that you needed to come on the show and bring it back up. So, yeah, that is kind of a downer. That is kind yeah. of a downer. But I I think I've got a little something that can bring us back up. This is pretty lighthearted. <laughs> it's just a few things that I found funny, and uh, I thought maybe you guys might too um, since tonight's show. We were going to talk about transitioning from being prep and back into family time. I don't know if we're going to have time to hit all of that and really have a uh, meaningful conversation about it. But uh, here are some odd questions that have been asked to um, <laughs> personal trainers, more than likely, but people who work in gyms. These are just some of the, the silly questions that they've got. And, Kaylin, I'm sure you have your own, your own collection of silly questions that you've been asked, as well as I do myself, because both of us have worked in gyms or still are working in a gym. But here we go. This one is, which machine gets rid of your love handles? So there's that one. And, you know, this is funny because, and I'm sure these are honest questions because some people just don't know, but it, it still cracks they me up. They don't. Um, another one is, uh, how long do you have to sit in the sauna before you start burning fat? Um, is it true that if you stuff a mint leaf in your nostrils while doing cardio, <laughs> it will induce fat loss? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Now, mint mint can help stimulate the digestive enzymes in your body, which will help turn fat into usable energy. But I don't know that stuffing the mint leaf up your nose is actually going to stimulate any fat burning in and of itself. So, Wait, am I hearing that correctly? Uh, stuffing thing up your nose does what? Stuffing a mint leaf up your nose. Oh, my. This is an actual question. This is an actual question. And if some of you have tried that and it worked, please let us know. And I will not laugh because if it is a viable fat-burning solution, I want to know about it. I I will laugh. I'm sorry. I'll laugh. You probably will laugh. You will laugh. What what are some of the, the, I won't even say silly, what are some of the most unique questions you've ever been asked in a gym, Kaylin? Oh, my goodness. Um, the the one that always sticks out in my mind was the the sweet potato peel. If it had enough protein to basically just eat that and the sweet potato itself and still just do a, a – if it was okay to do that, if, what size – okay, what size sweet potato – with the sweet potato peel and how what what was the thickness of it that would get enough protein into your body where you could have that as a meal and also just uh, if you could add just a fish oil capsule to make it complete. And I was yeah. floored because this is something that had been shared. <laughs> so what did you yes. say? I said, you know, you let's said- go to a private place where I can have a one-on-one conversation because it had basically gotten everyone's attention, as you can imagine, and then, uh, you know, walk them down from their trusted friend sharing this information. 
It's it's it was uh Yeah, it was an odd it was an odd spot to be in because so many people had heard it and it became like the running gag for like two months. <laughs> All right, well here's here's a quick breakdown of this. Um, let's see. So if you had a hundred grams of sweet potato which I don't even know how much that is. I would have to see it and weigh it out myself. But if you had 100 grams, and this is off of uh, our, our good friend Google, um, it has 90 calories, 21 grams of carbs, 3 grams of fiber, and 2 grams of protein. So as you can see, the sweet potato, whether the skin is on it or not, and that would have been a skinless potato, but even if the skin were on it, there's really not enough protein in there to do you a whole lot of good. No. So you might want to stay away from you might want to stay away from eating just a sweet potato as a protein source. Exactly. But uh, it, it, oh wait, oh. you realize weight you'd have to gain in body fat from the excess in carbs to actually get a respectable amount of protein from that. Oh, uh, it, it it just hurt to hear it. And you know this is a trusted friend. The guy had, I guess, at the time, and he was really wanting to know. And you know, because a lot of people, they they really have honest hearts, and they, they're going off of uh, blind faith, and they find out much to their demise that they, you know they've done things totally backwards and destroyed their diets. And, and it, oh, yeah, that kind of segues into what we're going to be be speaking on, I guess. But I'll let Des get finished on with that. Hey, so just real quick, and then we'll segue. We don't have to go into any more unique questions. But now that we're on the topic about sweet potatoes and sweet potato skins, so sweet potatoes are one of the healthiest foods known and are ranked as the top nutritional vegetable by the Center for Science in the public interest. Which I didn't even know that they were a group. So I guess maybe I'm in the dark, but I need to find out more about these Center for Science and the public interest folks and it says the skins of sweet potatoes contain a number of additional nutrients. So your friend yes, was on to something, just not on the protein end. So um, the skin of well, sweet potatoes and, and, are and high in fiber. Go ahead. If I could share, I was, I'm a country boy, so everything we used to eat was fresh out the garden, and we used to eat them peel and all. So when people started eating them with the skins, I, that was like, old nudes and old hat to me because this is something we were doing on a regular basis as kids. Yeah, you but you eat everything with the skin. Oranges, yes, I do. everything. Yes, you Country do. Boy. Okay, so he, here's the deal. So the skin of sweet potatoes are high in fiber. It says a serving of sweet potato baked in the skin provides more fiber than a serving of oatmeal. With a medium That's baked right. potato, a medium baked potato with the skin providing mm. five grams of fiber. So there you have that. Um, it has like beta carotene. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'd say that. Okay, so it's loaded with beta carotene. A medium sized sweet potato has four times the recommended daily value of beta of beta carotene per serving. So beta carotene yes. is an antioxidant that is converted into vitamin A. Uh, well, health benefits eye. include Lord knows yep, eyesight. <laughs> I, I'm right with you, dude. I've got to get some glasses. So that's a conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> it uh, improves eyesight. 
it can prevent certain types of eye conditions, and it strengthens the immune system and may, oh, my gosh, this is kind of a lofty claim, but anyway, may help treat or prevent cancer according to EMED TV. And, boy, EMED TV, I bet you they're a reliable source. I didn't know they were a station either. So there you go. Um Sweet potatoes with the skin also have essential nutrients such as vitamin C, E, and folate. So nearly half the recommended daily value of all of those things. It says serving of sweet potatoes. Don't don't Uh run out and buy all the the sweet potatoes like you did all the PPP stuff for uh, Cyber Thanksgiving because this is (laughs) – I I still want to eat there you go. And it also has potassium and iron. So potassium, iron, iron, vitamin C, E, and folate, beta carotene, and fiber. That's what a sweet potato skin can do for you. So anyway, yes. carry on, carry on. So recap, OCB Natural Viking, new show coming up in 2019, uh, Somoderm HDH gel. Don't use it. It's prohibited. Sweet potato skins are your friends for many reasons. And now, Kaylin, transitioning into the off season. What do you got? Well, I got three messages from uh, competitors, and I, I won't name them because they were really uh, going through that depressive, depressive state of, you know, basically what do I do now? Because, you know, it's a lot of time that goes in – to uh, prep, and you really have to take on a mentality that I, I, I guarantee it's not a normal way of thinking, but it is quite the normal thing for us when we uh, go through things. And it's just funny that we can step away from it, but we really can't get away from it sometimes mentally. So physically we get away from it because there's no more shows for the year, but mentally we're still in that mode because it's not something you just step out of because you, you have to be all in. And I think the best one was from, well, I can't say her name, but anyway, she said, <laughs> that, you know, after juggling and, you know, multitasking and everything else, there was so much going on in prep that she felt alone. And I was thinking, wow, what a statement, you know, with, with everybody still there to support her. Mentally, she was just so isolated from everything because there was basically all this free time. And I know most people would say, well, shoot, you should have plenty of things to do with that free time. But when it's set in prep, you're still in prep mode. And that takes a lot of, you know, basically getting away from the things that were so much of a habit month after month after month. It's not something that's easily done. Um, I know the two guys still had a hard time as well, even though they weren't uh, juggling what she was. But it's still, uh, I, I don't I don't want to call it a conflict. It's just more of a, I guess like I said earlier, well, what I said to Des, I said it's like a withdrawal. And you you have to basically be walked out of it just like you walk into it. And I think we had something similar to about this conversation now when I'm thinking about it where we said, you know, there's got to be coaches that not only get you in the prep mode but can walk you out of it as well because it's not as easy as people think where you just get back to life. That is your life. It's something you, you're you doing simply to make sure, you know, you're ready to compete. 
And any athlete goes through this step just not to the extremes of diet and health as a as a as a competitive athlete in bodybuilding. Yes. So I'm struck by a couple of things of what you were sharing. Um, you, I, I think we have discussed this before, but more from the standpoint of getting back to regular eating and and uh, that sort of mentality, um, and you know, getting used to the new normal of your calories or your food yeah. intake, I should say, when you're not just so focused on that end date, that leaning down, that getting on stage. When you're getting back to a more regular uh, range of caloric intake and how you handle handle that mentally and emotionally. But it was pretty much dealing with the food aspect of it. What we're talking about tonight branches out into a whole nother level and you have a lot of other emotions that are coming on. And the thing that I'm struck by here is, and this may not be the case for everyone, because not every athlete goes through this, um, but there are a lot of athletes that do, and I kind of liken it to the baby blues or postpartum after, you know, women have children. Some women go through childbirth and they're just fine, and others go through uh, a depressed state. But I'm wondering if some of this is in some instances where, um, well, I think it's a couple of things, but one if maybe there weren't some emotional challenges there already and the prep was yeah. part of their coping mechanism. And so when they mm-hmm. no longer have their coping mechanism, then all of a sudden they really had to deal with the emotional challenges that were already there. So there's mm-hmm. that. And then the other part of it too is you're so focused on this one goal, you're all in, and then it comes and goes, and then you are left with that empty void of what now. And it's not that there aren't other things there or healthy things there that aren't there to replace it or should be there to replace it, but because you were focused on this one thing for so long without any other balance, if you will, now you're still mm-hmm. now you're in the same place as the other group of folks I was just talking about, and you're still left with the what now. And then there's a whole group of athletes that never get out of prep mode, and they are prep mode ready 24-7. And then there's that realm of athletes. These are the three scenarios we have. One was a mother that was athletic in the beginning, uh, had a family, you know, stayed healthy, but then picked up the bucket list and then had a lot of fun, a lot of joy, and actually filled the void of basically feeling like she had gotten too far away from health and fitness that she might not be able to see her children grow up. So she dove into it, and, you know, this is the end result. She placed well, and uh, Mm -hmm. she just doesn't want to get away from it. She'd love for there to be five or six more shows, and, you know, I – we know that can't happen because you can't stay in prep mode. But this is just something that she was like, all right, now that I learned to cope with being healthy again, how do I cope with not being that shredded look all year round? Because she knows that's just mm-hmm. not feasible. Uh, the, yeah, the guy is a tough thing. Yeah, he, he had a breakup with his girlfriend, and he was using that to buy his time and not do anything foolish to his body or anything to disrespect his family or his church. And the other fellow was just basically doing it because he just loved that look in the mirror and uh, 
he just wanted to find a way to you know cope with the the self image and gaining the the body fat back. Yeah, I mean, in all three of those instances, there there is a whole lot going on. And yes. And in the realm of what we're talking about, there's there's not going to be one answer that fits all because everybody has a different reason for why they're doing what they're doing and a different reason for why it made them feel, you know, good about themselves, empowered, um, you know, that they had value. That seems to be kind of a common thread there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I am not Dr. Phil. So <laughs> I don't know that I have, I know I won't even say Dr. Dez. I'm just Dez. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, my heart goes first to the mom because I know what it is to have kids and or get married again. And you're, you're in a life change and um, you can get busy, you can get comfortable, you can put on weight um, and you don't like it. And you don't like it. And so, you know, bodybuilding for me has always been one of those goals where it does help me um, stay focused on my health goals. Um, Overall fitness. So I, yep, overall fitness. So I get it. But I think the difference there is it's, it's not the competition that makes you healthy. It's not the competition that's going to ensure or help ensure that you're around for your kids. It's those habits you developed to get to that competition. But I think the question becomes now, how do I maintain these habits and get to a place in my head and my heart where I'm comfortable with the way my body looks? And I had thrown out the word body dysmorphia earlier and in layman's terms is basically where you fall in love with um, your stage body or an unrealistic body, a body you cannot sustain for long and anything less than that is not acceptable to you and you become hypercritical. Um, And that's my layman's definition of that. Yes. Uh, Damon brings a very valuable point to this discussion and, uh, I hadn't even thought about it, actually, because I was more worried about the people that we were, that I was chatting with. And he says, if you think it's an issue of of a natural athlete, just imagine the stress and struggle of the enhanced round when they can't sure. get to the drug. Sure. I mean, whether you're natural or enhanced, it's it's a very real thing, and it's hard, and you are right. It may be even harder for those in the enhanced realm because they are, you know, they've already crossed that line of where they're willing to do whatever it takes to achieve the physique they think they want or that they have to have. And even to the point of bringing their health into, um, into a state of danger. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, perception is reality. It's a very tough thing. And it's a very real thing. And um, and you'll see a lot of athletes, um, if they're honest, they they go through this stage and it takes them a while to get comfortable and feel good with how their bodies look. Uh, and I would be one of them. 
I love how I look when I'm stage ready. And I have a threshold of where I like to be when I'm not um, in a full prep. And if I'm heavier than that threshold, I just don't like it. It doesn't matter to me. Well, I should <laughs> say it doesn't matter to me. It does matter to me um, yes. if my husband tells, tells, still tells me, you're beautiful regardless, I still like it, da-da-da-da-da. In my head, I'm like, yeah, well, I don't. And so I'm not accepting of it. And and that's just and that's just real talk. I get it. I've been there, lived there. Um and you you're just not happy. Now, I I I have a I have a spot where I can be happy, but if I get heavier than that, I'm just like, nope, not going to do it. And but that's just me personally. Um Yeah. Now, how do I cope with that? I just a, I, I guess part of it is just knowing where I want to be. But I mean, but that's anybody. You know where you feel good. You know where you feel at your best. And that's not necessarily being stage ready. I think I look my best then, but that's me. There's someone else who's going to look at me and say, yeah, she's way too skinny. That doesn't look good, even though I might think that I do. But if you can have that sweet spot where, you know, you might be 10 to 15 pounds heavier than stage stage weight and realistically, I don't think that's probably too bad. That's probably a nice normal weight. Um, if you can be happy with that, then that's a good place to be if you can find that happy medium. And But you have to allow yourself to be able to find that happy medium. And it doesn't mean that I've stopped working out. It doesn't mean that my focus on health has gone away. It just means that I'm eating like a normal individual, like a bodybuilding athlete. Kaylin? Yeah, um, I want to get to these questions before we get too many behind. Um, this one is for you, Des. You know, as being a mother, because they're, they're, I think their hearts are racing for this woman and the way she's feeling about, you know, not wanting to, you know, it's it's something that it, there's a lot of things going on with women's health and, uh, you know, the, the, high, the higher heart risk, um, everything's elevated lately, and and more mothers are concerned about actually, you know, living to the point of actually seeing their and and seeing their children as adults. I guess the best way to say it. Um, so this one's from Carla, and she says, you know, I I kind of understand what that mother is feeling, and it sucks that you can't have the opportunity to see your children grow up with everything that's going on in, in this nation. So I'm, I'm taking a sheet from the from, uh, United States. And she just wants to know, as a mother, you know, how do you cope with prep mentally, not just physically, while all these things are happening and you still have your children and husband to think about? Um, well, to be quite honest, if I wasn't taking them along on the journey, I probably wouldn't be able to cope. Um, That's why I think it's extremely hard if you don't have a supportive family or spouse. You can still do it, but it won't be as much fun, and I don't think you will be as effective as you could be um, Mm -hmm. as a natural athlete. So, I mean, my kids, they all understand food prep. They might not enjoy it. They hate when I cook too much broccoli, yada, 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 but they get it. I've always made them a part of the process and my husband as well, and 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 that's how I cope because 
they understand, they see it. It's not just something that mom does. They might not be in the gym with me, but they're always, you know, we talk about food, we talk about exercise. Um, You know, my son has always been heavier, was as a younger child for a long time. And, you know, I think a lot of part of it as a single mom, because of what I was doing and he was just watching, he didn't necessarily want me to, you know, tell him he needed to go to the gym. But when he decided he was ready because I made him a part of my process, then it became a part of his process and he's gone through a wonderful trans, a body transformation. And I couldn't be more proud of him, not so much just because he lost all the weight that he has lost, but just because he's more aware of health and good life choices. Um, and so he, that he's made part of his own. And I think, you know, when you can do that with your kids, talk to them about it, make them feel included in it as well as your husband, as much as he's willing to be a part of that, then that's what makes, you know, the ability to stay sane a little a little easier throughout prep. Yeah. It it's not it's not an easy thing. Um and here here's the thing. I I, I keep seeing people saying, you know, tomorrow is when I'll start or, you know, yeah, manana, down, down the road. Yeah, somewhere down the road, this is all going to work out. And when you fully commit, there is no tomorrow. Everything is happening today. And it's, it's, it's a paradigm shift, and it's hard to to understand that sometimes when it's happening for somebody that you've normally been going with. And I think that's what makes the prep issues uh, a big thing because, you know, that withdrawal is, you know, you're starting to sound like the people that you are basically shunning sometimes because of their health choices, diet choices, you know, going out. Um, There is a more relaxed state of mind, and there is a process that can be successful and comfortable for everybody involved. Um, I think sometimes we do say things we shouldn't. A lot of times we might say it in a way that's not particularly readily available to be accepted. And it's a very common thing to be said. It's just how we're saying these things and we're driving people away and then you're trying to welcome them back into your life in that process of getting back to the normal, I guess, everyday you, that it can be seen as offensive or now you want to talk or, you know, sometimes, you know, feelings are hurt. And, you know, when you're coming back and you need to lean on that support group, if they're not used to a prep, it it might be more of a struggle for that to happen. And uh, it's not easy. I mean, let, let's be honest, it's just not easy when you're, when you're saying things that you shouldn't, at times you shouldn't, and then have to walk that back and apologize. And I, I never forget being at the heart of America. And this lady won, and she looked at her husband on the other side of the, on, on, you know, over my shoulder, and she really realized all that he had gone through to get her ready for that show. And she just broke down and started crying because she was just so in love with him for all he had done, and she didn't realize it until the show was over. And thank God, you know, he understood what, you know, they she talked about it prior to that, but it's 
it was something that she had full clarity over only at the end. And and honestly, she looked amazing, and she won, and, she you know, she did really well at that show. But it wasn't the relief of winning. It was realizing, you know, all that her husband had done to make that success story happen. That's and that, I mean, that just brings me back to what we were talking about in our pre-Thanksgiving show, and that is to purposely make more time for moments of gratitude. Um, yes. You know, to be appreciative for all of the things that are leading up to that big moment that, you know, you've been working towards on stage. And in the nature of natural bodybuilding with most athletes, I mean, really – the prep doesn't ever have to end. The degree of prep needs to change. Yes, there you <laughs> because go. Because you can't, you can't be in peak week every week, every month of the year. Um, that needs to change. But, you know, being in prep, you can always be in a mode of prep. You can be building. You can be growing. You can be, you can be all sorts of things um, and be just fine. So, you know, for those that are missing, you might be missing the stage, but you don't have to miss the prep because you can always be working on improving your health, improving your yeah. digestion, your diet, your size, your this, your that. I mean, you could always maintain that frame of mind if that's what you really need to keep you moving forward in your health and wellness pursuits. And, you know, and do stop and thank the people along the way. As Kayla was saying, you know, when you get really low on carbs, and we've had guests on here before, husband and wife teams that have both been in prep in the same time, and you can get short, and you can snap at each other. And so they would leave each other notes, you know, literally on the refrigerator to remind them to be nice to each other. It yes. happens, but... um. You know, if that's what you need to do, put that note up there. But just do it for life. Be nice to my mom. Be nice to my kids. Be nice to my husband. Be nice to my coworkers. So as Kaylin said, when you do come out of that extreme phase of prep, you still have those people in your court. You haven't alienated everyone because I think that's what you really need. Make them a part of the process. Keep them a part of the process. Educate them. Help them to understand but be ready to recognize where you need to stroke them as well, even if you don't feel like it. This is an individual sport. We can tend to be divas, but none of us ever get there alone. I love that. Wow. And this coming from an overall champ. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what other questions do we have? Well, the, the the other one is from David, and he's saying the hardest thing for him to do after coming back is basically trusting the food he's eating, uh, the amounts, you know, the time, getting away from a, a strict regimen and schedule. What is a good way to do that? It'll include family, friends, and loved ones. I'm sorry, can you repeat that question again, please? His question is, he's talking about, you know, getting away from the strict regimen, diet, you know, times, and, you know, just be normal. Because his thing is he can keep doing 
everything that he wants to do, but he's still following that strict guideline. And sometimes he said it's almost like missing your favorite show on TV at the time and not having a DVR. And I, I like that analogy, actually. So how does he get away from that where he can still keep his sanity and not be stuck in prep mode? Hmm. Well, I mean, you are the master of your universe, so you're asking for help on how to give yourself permission. Kaylin, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I would say, you know, go ahead and and push that clock. Because if you're living living in fear, then you're not going to, get past it. I mean, because you figure if we, we, we challenge our lives every time we, we go into that gym and we're not afraid to push that limit. And now on the other side of it, we're afraid of what? We, we, I mean, we, we, we conquer fear to learn to compete. And then fear overcomes us in another way. That's kind of odd. But it, it does happen. And if we can't walk ourselves through fear just like we do going into prep, then we're kind of missing the boat. It's like if you, if it if it can work one way, it can work several ways. And I would just say too. I mean, what are your priorities? I mean, having a goal, great. Bodybuilding, yes. But what what really drives you? You know, is it? I mean, at the end of the day, if I have to choose between bodybuilding and my family, if I had to choose, there is no choice. My family wins every time. Yes. Um, but, I mean, if if there's a way that we can coexist together, then, yes, I choose to have both. Um, and so while you are in the off-season, maintain your habits, but maybe dial it back, um, yes. you know, instead of working out – an hour and a half, I don't know how long you work out, this is just an example, maybe it's just an hour. Maybe it allows some more flexibility in the time that you go to the gym, unless you are just that level of creature of habit that you need to keep it the same. I guess my question to you also is, you know, did anyone help you reverse diet out of your last competition and bring you to a point where your macros are elevated enough for a successful um, off-season or growth season, if you will, and, mm-hmm. you know, within that increase of of food that you're able to have or should be able to have at this point, you know, how do you take advantage of that to still eat clean but be able to spend, you know, or do more activities with your family or friends or whatever you're going to, or wanting to do, and are you comfortable in, enough in suggesting activities that aren't centered around food, and that may help yeah. you as well. Um, because you manage your schedule. I'm not saying stop working out, um, and I'm not saying, you know, totally just start eating a bunch of junk, but if you can exactly. dial back on your workouts just a little bit, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. stay clean, but, you know, give yourself, I mean, you've got more calories, so you should have a few more things to work with here, a little more wiggle room if you have to be in 
um, a setting where food is the center of the activity or, you know, propose other activities that aren't centered around food. Maybe you can still be active doing them, and that kind of scratches everyone's itch. So you're spending time, you're being active, you're not being tempted to eat a bunch of things you don't want to do, and you're together with the people you want to be together with. I don't know if that helps at all, but just some things to think about. Yeah, and one last thing to add before uh, we run out of time. Um, Stay busy. The whole thing about prep is being busy mentally and physically and pushing yourself to your limits. You can do that same thing with family, friends, and loved ones. Just stay busy in their lives so you can start giving back all that they were giving to you. Um, it's it's kind of like we talk about how selfish we are doing prep. We need to match that in unselfishness when we're out of it. And, yeah, it might mean getting to the gym a little bit later, but so what? You've got the time to do it. Uh, like Des was saying, if family is important, then make them important. Because if it had to be all about you in prep, then it has to be all about them out of it. This is how you find that balance. And you can stay busy in doing it. And actually, you'll actually help your family learn more about the physical and health side by being interactive with them because there's going to be questions that come up in general conversation that might not be asked when you're in prep because they know you're busy. So, you know, there's all kinds of outcomes and formats you can use, but your foundation is still rooted in health and fitness. That's what I want to add. All right. Well, that sounds like a good spot to end to me. Knock it out. Why not? Knock it out. So I guess Snickerdoodle shout-out. Snickerdoodle shout-out. Hey, save me some now, guys. Stop ordering. I'd love to get some Snickerdoodle. No, keep ordering. Keep ordering. <laughs> but if you want to order Listen some to chocolate, it. too, that would be fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, just saying. <laughs> so on behalf of Snickerdoodle lovers everywhere and uh, Here we go. as many chocolate way for the wind lovers, on behalf of Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, uh, your body's a temple, so let's build it. Let's take a doodle.